All right. So praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. The song that they just sung was so fitting, and I'm so happy. Um, Jesus is our victory. Glory. Hallelujah. He is the victory. And through him, we are victorious. And that's what the message will be about tonight. God laid on my heart uh, that we would talk tonight about Jesus. Yes. Glory to God. Now, as the word goes forth, um, I do know that some will find this word uh, to be um, maybe it's not anything new for you. Uh, you may be thinking you're, you've heard it all before. Um, but I say let's make sure that, um, <clears throat> that you're not getting seed by the wayside or on stony ground. Right? We want to receive his word and let it take root. Glory to God. So open your hearts to receive all of him. Glory to God. And some of you may even open your heart tonight to the word as it goes forth to um, allow your heart um, to rediscover Jesus and to learn what you don't already know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now some may receive the information tonight as new information where a seed is planted, hallelujah, or maybe it's watered, glory to God. Regardless of where you are in your knowledge of Jesus Christ, the fact remains that it is God that gives the increase. And that's 1 Corinthians 3, 6. So I will begin tonight with the objective here, and that is for us to determine, um, do you believe? Do you believe the report? So I'd like to begin with Isaiah 53. We can turn to Isaiah 53, and I'm going to read it in the easy read, the ERV version. I see you, Venetia. Glory to God. Again, that's Isaiah 53. And I will say to anyone that's really looking to learn more about Jesus, this is a great chapter. I find this one is a really good one for a daily read even. Uh, this is the word that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah before Jesus Christ was birthed into this earth. Glory to God. A word prophesied. Here we go. And it reads, who really believe what we heard? Who saw in it the Lord's great power? He was always close to the Lord. He grew up like a young plant like a root growing in dry ground. There is nothing special or impressive about the way he looked. Nothing we could see that would cause us to like him. People made fun of him, and even his friends left him. He was a man who suffered a lot of pain and sickness. We treated him like someone of no importance, like someone people will not even look at but turn away from in disgust. The fact is, he was our suffering. He took on him, I'm sorry, the fact is, it was our suffering that he took on himself. He bore our pain. But we thought God was punishing him. How many thought at some point in time Jesus had been punished? The people were mean and they did all these mean and ugly things to him. How dare them? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Um, hallelujah. We thought God was punishing him, that God was beating him for something he did. But he was being punished for what we did. Mm. Didn't see that coming. Hallelujah. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved. And this is because, and this, and this brought us peace. We were healed because of his pain. We had all wandered away like sheep. 
We had gone our own way, and yet the Lord put all our guilt on him. He was treated badly, but he never protested. He said nothing like a lamb being led away and to be killed. He was like a sheep that make no sound, and its wool is being cut off. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. Glory to God. He was taken away by force and judged unfairly. The people of his time did not even notice that he was killed because he was put to death for the sins of his people. He had done no wrong to anyone. He had never even told a lie, but he was burned among the wicked. His tomb was with the rich, but the Lord was pleased with this humble servant who served such pain, who suffered such pain. Even after giving himself as an offering for sin, he will see his descendants and enjoy a long life. We will succeed in doing what the Lord wanted. I'm sorry, he will succeed in doing what the Lord, Lord wanted. After his suffering, he will see the light and he will be satisfied with what is experienced. The Lord says, my servant who always does what is right will make his people right with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He will take away their sins. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. For this reason, I will treat him as one of my great people. I will give him the rewards of one who wins in battle, and he will share them with his powerful ones. Praise God. Hallelujah. I will do this because he gave his life for the people. Who are the people? Tell someone next to you, you are the people. You are the people. You are the people. He was considered a criminal, but the truth is he carried away sins of many. Now he will stand before me and speak for those who have sinned. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So from there, let's turn over to Genesis chapter 1. I will not read Genesis chapter 1. I just want to point it out as a highlight. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 definitely is a great chapter to read. Uh, again, um, just familiarizing yourself with the things that God has created in this life. We see that God cre created every living thing. He created plants. He created the animals. He created man. And everything was spoken. Glory to God. We see that God created every non-living thing, heaven and earth. He created the sun, the moon, the stars, the dry land, and the seas. And when you drop down to Genesis chapter 1, uh, 26 and 28, I'm going to go on over to King James now. All right. Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 28. And it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, woman and man, praise God. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, he said to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So by choosing, uh, well, actually, like when we look at this, we look at where God is saying, let us, let us make man. God created us as his most valued and precious creation. Given free will, to choose him or to be against him. So he let us choose if we wanted to be for him or not. By choosing him, we are in line with his will. That we belong to him, 
we love him, we praise him, we honor him, and we worship him. With all of who we are, we worship him, mind, body, and soul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mind, body, and soul. I like how they have mine listed, listed here first when I read this in the Bible. Glory to God. With the mind, by knowing him and understanding him, having an understanding of who he is and our love for him and his truth. With our mind, we know him, we have an understanding of who he is and our love for him and his truth with the mind, all right? John 17, three, that they know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent, all right? We worship him with the soul. We love him with all of our heart and soul. Deuteronomy 6, five, and this is ESV. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might, praise God, and our body. With the body, we show our emotions from joy to sorrow. Psalm 108 verse one speaks, it states, my heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make a melody with all my being, hallelujah. A bodily expression show and draw others' attention to the reality of God's goodness and his greatness. He is worthy of our purest affection, which brings him glory. So we worship him in spirit and in truth, mind, soul, and body, which is why man and woman were created in spirit and in truth. We worship him. Glory to God. All right, let's turn to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. Hallelujah. Praise God. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And it reads here, When the woman saw the tree that it was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, and gave also, um, I'm sorry, make one wise. She took the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband, which did, which, and he did eat. So we know that in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, what we're seeing here is where Eve um, has been disobedient to the Lord. He gave a very clear instruction not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Eve took the fruit and she did eat and her husband, Adam, who was with her and their eyes were opened and they knew they were naked. They lost their innocence. Hallelujah. How many of us have lost our innocence or we identify with the moment in time where we see that we lost our innocence? At this time, this moment, sin entered into the world because the prideful desire to be like God, yes, she was tempted and she took the bait of Satan. Hmm. In Genesis 3 and 15, a couple of scriptures down here, just drop down just a little bit, and it states that I will put, this is God speaking, he's speaking to, at this point, the serpent, who we know behind that serpent was Satan. So this is the curse of Satan, where he told him, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Here we go. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Well, we know that her seed, um, when he's talking about her, we're talk he's talking about the Virgin Mary. Glory to God. So I'm just painting a picture here to help us to see 
that God already had a plan. He had it all figured out from the very beginning. Soon as things began to happen, he was already putting his plan to work. Everything was already starting to go into effect right in that moment, starting with the curse. It had to be done. So praise God. I praise God for the curse that he, paid, that he uh, placed on Satan. Uh, Satan's curse, her seed would bruise his head. Hallelujah. All right, so from there, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 3. Let's drop down to verse 22. This is God again speaking to us. He's talking to someone there. Um, it says, Genesis 3 and 22. God says that man is become as one of us to know good and evil. Hmm. That's a problem. Because man don't know what to do with it. We don't know how to handle it. Not in our own, not in our own selves. But they didn't know that. That's why they got those leaves and covered themselves up. They didn't know what to do. Because they realized they had lost their innocence. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Let's go there. It reads here, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So God saw the wickedness of mankind was great. Everything they thought or imagined was totally evil. It didn't say that they were so violent that he couldn't stand it. It says in the scripture that everything they thought and what they imagined was totally evil. Now we understand the renewing of the mind from the beginning. God knew we had to renew our mind to the things of Christ. Hallelujah. I ain't even got that yet. All right. So what we've been doing, what we're doing here. As we're looking at the Old Testament, we went through Isaiah 53. We came over to the book of Genesis. As you walk through Old Testament, you'll see over and over again where God is speaking into the future. He's speaking into uh, the newness of life that he would have those to walk in who are his children, who identify him as their father, that love him and honor him and worship him and walk uprightly with him. So now we pay attention as we move into the New Testament and we see that the New Testament is contained in the Old Testament. And we also see that the Old Testament is explained in the New Testament. Shout out to Pastor Keith and, and uh, Saturday morning Bible school. Glory to God. All right, so let's turn over to John chapter 1. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 5. In him was life. That's what we want to take away from his. In him was life. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning. Let us make man in our image. Man has become like us. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word um, and, and was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. By who? Praise God. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Praise God. I'm going to read that once more. Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, I have an add-in here. I think, what does Pastor Keith normally call this? A squeakly or something? Oh, that's, uh, that's uh, Benicia says she calls it a squiggly. I have one I'm adding in. This is uh, Ephesians. We're going to go to chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This is one Sister Barbara had us read this morning on the line, and it was so fitting. And I was like, wow, Sister Barbara, you know too, don't you? Glory to God. All right, so it states here, and you have he quickened. Who are we talking about? Jesus. You, you, turn to your neighbor and say, you, you have he quickened. You have he quickened who were dead in trespass and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that now worketh in the children of obedience, among whom also we all had conversation and times past in the lust of, the, of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved and have raised us up together to make to and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Jesus Christ for by grace are ye saved through faith and not that of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. For by grace you have been saved. Tell your neighbor, you have been saved. You have been saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think that requires a shout. Glory to God. We have been saved through Christ Jesus who is Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. By grace, we have been saved through faith. Through faith. Faith. Okay. And not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, this, 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 this right here, this is a big deal. This is the big deal right here. What do you believe? Hebrews chapter, one, chapter 11, verse 1. Hallelujah. And it reads... Now, when? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Do we want to be in the wrath of God? No, nobody wants to be in the wrath of God, right? Do we want the pain and the sickness? No, we want to be free from all of that. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Do we want to be removed from sickness and death and guilt and shame? Yes, we want to be free. And the words just told us in Ephesians 2 that it's by faith, by faith, that we um, now it's the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Can you see it? No. <laughs> right? You can imagine. You can imagine it. But we can't see it with our natural eyes. We got to start believing in something that we don't see right in front of us. But we have to know how to speak to what we see right in front of us. 
And we've got to have the faith to believe that what we speak will manifest. Hallelujah. Now faith is the substance of the things hoped for. Glory to God. I believe Jesus Christ died on that cross for me. I believe for his victory. I believe that the works of the enemy have been destroyed as it pertains to my life. Glory to God. I believe that his blood has been shed for me, that I can go forward in a life of fullness and joy and peace and love. Hallelujah. Do you believe? Do you believe the report? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, you know, we can't do uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 and not do Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11:6 says, "But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder. Come on, y'all. Don't just believe that he is. Believe that he is a rewarder of them who what? diligently seek him amen right right so we're not casual with the lord he wants us to love us he love him he wants to spend time with us he doesn't want us casual glory to god so jesus is sent to the earth for people and we see this in john 14 6. let's turn on over to john 14 6. glory to god John 14 and 6. All right. John 14 and 6 says that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And he tells us, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man Turn to your neighbor, no man, no man, no man cometh unto the Father, but by who? Jesus. No man goes to the Father, but by Jesus. Glory to God. Thank God for Jesus. So we turn over to John 15 and 4. Let's see what Jesus says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John 15 and 4. Jesus tells us. We know at this point that he's been sent into the earth. He tells us time and time again whom he is and teaching his disciples and telling them how to walk this life out um, for those that love God and want to honor him. Um, maybe they had a way, they had a zeal for God, but didn't really know God. But he wanted to make sure that we knew God, the true and living God. So Jesus says, abide, well, I'm sorry, uh, 15 and 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. Do we need Jesus? Yeah. Yes, we do. So through the blood of Jesus, we are delivered from a life of sin and brought into right standing with God. And that's Romans 5, 6 through 11. I have on here to read that one as well. So here we go, y'all. Romans 5. Let's go there. Verses 6 through 11. And we were, when we were yet without strength, in due time, how many, how many of us remember a time before receiving Christ that we felt like we were down and out? We felt that we'd just given up, um, you know, I remember being in a place in a state of mind where I was just existing. I'm just like, when will all this be over? Glory to God. I'm, I'm so glad and I'm so thankful that God has come in and cleansed me and helped me 
and set my mind in, up in the right place um, that I no longer think like that because I identify myself in Christ. For when we are yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, glory to God, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, do we believe in the blood of Jesus? Who will believe the report? Do we believe in the blood of Jesus? Much more then, being now justified by his blood, the blood of the lamb has been shed. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Glory be to God. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God, our Lord Jesus Christ, whom by whom we have now received the atonement. Thank you, Jesus. So we are saved from wrath by God, wrath of God by Jesus. So a person may be saying, well, how can I be saved? I don't want the wrath of God to come upon me. How can I be saved? Well, I would say first you have to open your heart to God. You have to really open your heart to God and make a decision, a firm decision that you want him to come into your heart to clean you up. Praise God. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Let's go there. Somebody said, well, I knew she would go there. Got to do Romans 10, 9 and 10 when you talk about being saved. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Oh, oh. Here we go. So how do we do, how do we do that? How do we get to a place of being saved? I think this is so important for even all of us that are here. Um, as we know, we are all disciples in the body of Christ. And we have to be able to explain to someone what they need to do to receive the salvation of the Lord. So I would say if you don't know this one by heart, jot this scripture down, Romans 10, 9 and 10. You want to meditate on this so that you can communicate to someone exactly what they need to do, all right? Because it's important that they confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And it states here that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. We're making a decision. We're making a choice to choose God. We're believing unto righteousness. We want to walk in his righteous way, in his narrow path. No more doing things our way. Okay? For the heart, for, the, for, the, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, this is important. I find that a lot of people can't make that confession. Glory to God. You have to know that you believe and that you can confess Jesus Christ with your mouth. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Once they receive the Lord, once you receive the Lord, once you have God, once you receive him in your heart, you confess Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. And then you speak your prayer. After you have prayed a prayer of forgiveness, and you make a commitment to God to turn away from sin, to walk uprightly with him. And as you are faced with life challenges, 
follow the way of Christ in the spirit and do not give in to the ways of the flesh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a scripture, I think it's uh, Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So you have to know that when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord, that we are now, we've now died to our old ways. We have been crucified with Christ. Know this, Galatians 2 and 20. Again, another scripture to put your eyes on. Identify with the scripture. Speak this scripture over yourself, over your life. When you come into challenges in this life and you want to make choices that you know do not line up with the ways of the Lord. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You want to go for it. You want the jugular. (laughs) You want to go for it. But you know God is watching. He sees our every move, and he's looking at you in that moment and seeing what you going to do. What you going to do? You want to do the right thing. It may bring you to tears to do it. It may bring you to tears to do it because they said something to you that was so hurtful. It was so painful. I had to let them know they couldn't come at me like that. God is saying, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. It's okay. It's okay. I got you. That's what he's saying. I got you. Don't you worry about it. And you say to yourself, glory to God, Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And this life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith. And see, that should make it rise up. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Take it all away. Take it all away. Glory to God. So King James, um, I say King James, glory to God. King Jesus, (laughs) King Jesus, all of heaven. King Jesus came to destroy the work of Satan in the flesh. He has the victory. He, had, he is our victor. We are to walk victorious, professing the name of Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why we have to believe the report, because we have to profess his name. We know that every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. So I ask again, do you believe or or are you like the disciples of John the Baptist? Let's turn to Matthew 11, 3 3 through 5. Matthew 11, 3 through 5. What did they say to Jesus? Hmm. Matthew 11, 3 through 5. It says, and again, this is John the Baptist. We know that he's in prison at this time. And they come unto uh, Jesus. Uh, He sends his disciples to go see them. And he says, um, in verse 3, it says, And they said unto him, Art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye have heard and see. Praise God. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the excuse me, have the gospel preached to them. Praise God. And Jesus did all of these things when he was here in the earth. Art thou the one who has come, they say? (laughs) 
art thou the one that should come? He had done all these great and marvelous things, and they were still asking, art thou the one who should come? All right, let's turn on over to um, John 14. We have someone else I want to touch on just a moment. Do we believe the report? We have Philip, y'all. Y'all know Philip? Okay, so John 14. Let's look at 8 through 12. And it reads, and Philip said unto, um, unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus says unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how says thou then, Show us the Father? I thank God for Philip. Philip did it so I didn't have to. Jesus is sufficient for me. Philip basically said he was not sufficient. Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Is he sufficient for you? Do you believe the report? Glory to God. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me and the works that I do, he in um, the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than those shall he do because I go unto my Father. Do you believe the report? Do we believe? Do we believe? It's written right here. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Do we believe? Glory to God. Hmm. Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. All right, so let's turn over to John 6. Hallelujah. John 6, 38 and 40. Jesus says, For I am come down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should rise up again at the last day. Raise, but should raise it up again at the last day. Glory to God. So Paul tells us that when Jesus Christ came into the world, and this is Hebrews 10, 8. I'm going to read this one in ERV. Um, this is Hebrews 10. We're going to start at verse 8, verse 8 through 10. And this was originally Jesus speaking. But Paul is um, stating something that Jesus spoke. Above when he said, sacrifice an offering and burnt offering. And he was, Jesus was speaking to God. Sacrifice an offering and burnt offering. An offering of sin thou would, wouldest not. See, God doesn't want our sacrifice. He wants our obedience. Neither had his um, pleasure in therein which are offered by the law. Oh, I said I was going to do this one in easy read. I got that one in my notes. Sorry, y'all. Let's go there. ERV. I heard you, Isaac. I said, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Christ first said, you don't want sacrifices and offerings. 
You are not pleased with animals killed and burned or with sacrifices to take away sin. These are all sacrifices that the law commands. Then he said, here I am, God. I have come to do what you want. So God ends the first system of sacrifices and starts his new way through Jesus. So hopefully you see Jesus Christ is the same today, same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. All right, let's turn over to John chapter 11. Read of 40 and 42. John 11. We are walking through these scriptures, y'all. 40 and 42. All right, here we go. Now, I say just imagine Jesus speaking and asking you this question. It says, Jesus saith unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? If thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God. So we believe and see the glory of God. So we have now, um, at this point, we've gone full circle, pretty much. Started from the Old Testament, we're over in the New Testament. We know that Jesus Christ has died today and he's been crucified and he walked with the Father. He was sent here to the earth by the Father and he was sent here for us. So he was there um, from the beginning. And Isaiah the prophet, we talked about chapter 53. This was before the New Testament. It was already stated who he is, that he would come to be a savior for all of us. And so I ask, have you believed the report? See, when we believe God gives us access to experience him in his fullness, we have his love, his protection, his provision, his faithfulness, his comfort, his grace, his holiness, and his awesomeness. We have his glory. He is our Lord most high. Hallelujah. He is our provider, our sanctifier, our shepherd, our healer, our peace, our righteousness, our creator. 1 John 4.4. 4. First John 4 and 4. We must believe the report. Ye of children, or you of God, little children. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He is our holy, awesome, and perfect creator who is far greater, far, far greater, and far more powerful than Satan. So we need to rest in him, in his peace, and he got you. God got you. So let's be vigilant and be mindful, guarding our hearts for everything that we do flows from our heart, and that's Proverb, Proverb 4 and 23. You know, I hear a lot of talk about um, warfare praying, and um, we definitely need to know how to warfare and pray. But we need to believe, hallelujah, that when we pray, that we are heard. We need to believe and know that what God has told us in his word, that it applies to us. It's not everybody else that you pray for. It's also for you. Glory to God. His word is for you. So we need to, even if we're at a point in our life where we're at a certain level of faith, a little faith, we can be filled to have more 
feel to have more faith when we are trusting in the blood of Jesus. Trusting and knowing that they hung him high. They stretched him wide. And for us, he died. He died upon that cross for us. Hallelujah. So I want to turn to uh, Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians 11. So when we identify that we are children of God, greater is he than it is that is in us than he that is in the world. We know that we are in the army of the Lord, and we are to put on the full armor of God. Hallelujah. The full armor. Glory to God. Trusting and believing for the blood that has been shed for us. We can put on the full armor and walk in the power of his might. And it reads, finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Hallelujah. And we think of the wiles of the devil as the many different ways that he try to come in to devour. He can use many different ways, but we're vigilant and we're aware because we're yielding to the Holy Spirit who's helping us, leading us, and guiding us, and making us aware. So we put on the whole armor of God that we stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not, y'all, do not be dismayed about what we see right in front of us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we are to take on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand in the evil day, right? Knowing the blood of Jesus covers us. Jesus has already won the battle. The enemy is already defeated. Speak it out of your mouth. Confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is king and Lord of lords. And when we have done all that we can do, we stand. Stand, therefore, having a loins girt about with the truth, the truth of the word of God, and having on our breastplate of righteousness, guarding our heart, Hallelujah. And our feet shod that we cannot be moved. We will stand firm on the foundation of our faith. Having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, we take the shield of faith. Our faith. Hallelujah. Our faith. And our faith being a part of the words that we speak. So wherewithal, we take the shield of faith and we quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Glory to God. All right, that's my message tonight. Praise God.